Hello, and welcome back to Tells. I stole your line. <laughs> so funny. Is it so funny? So funny. All right, go ahead. Say your line. Hello, and welcome back to Tells. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Boosie. How's it going? What day is it? Saturday. Can't you tell? I'm in a loose-fitting dress, which means it's the weekend. Didn't you wear that yesterday? You can out me on the podcast. <laughs> what is your problem? So, I guess there's so much for that theory. Well, Friday is basically the beginning of the weekend. So That's true. So, so I denote weekends by wearing dresses mm-hmm. and having a cocktail or two mm-hmm. or three. Mm-hmm. Can't drink every day of the week and wear dresses every day. Because I mean, then how a, are you going to know with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? It's a little bit harder for you. I just rotate through the same pairs of shorts and I was rotating through the same uh, pairs of, of sweatpants but I've moved away from the sweatpants and into the shorts now that it's uh, suddenly summertime here in Las Vegas. Summer came overnight. Should we tell them what the temperature is? No, nobody cares. I'm going to tell them. It's 91 degrees here in Las Vegas and it's only getting hotter on uh, Wednesday. It's supposed to be 100 degrees, 100 degrees even. Can you believe that? Boy, is it getting hot out there. First of all, it's Las Vegas. Second of all, talking about the weather <laughs> is is like fascinating. The, no, it's like the dregs of conversation. Is that the right term? Can you believe that weather out there? Boy, <laughs> is that some weather? <laughs> How about that weather? I mean, talking about the weather is the conversation you have with the but aunt you see it's, once it's, every five years. It's elevator talk, you know? So you shouldn't ask people what they... Lifelong goals are in the in elevator. elevator. Shouldn't ask them about their hopes and dreams, beliefs, who I they're th- going to vote for. I think Biden or Trump. I think that'd be great. I don't know. Do you <laughs> Biden or Trump? Yes. Do you <laughs> do you have the? Uh, it seems like you would have no problem asking something like that in the elevator. Just walk in and say, "So, are you voting for Biden or Trump this election <laughs> <Yeah>. cycle?" <laughs> I was thinking more the hopes and dreams thing, but yes, the uh, the vote choice you would just fire away, wouldn't you? Well, I think you have to, it does need to be a little bit of a warm up. Yeah. But if you start off with a conversation about the weather, then you pretty much killed it because nobody's interested in the weather. So I if am. you start off I'm with that. I'm interested in the weather. How about that weather? <laughs> it's funny though, because we're not interested in the weather because there's very little you can do about it, right? So you have no control whether it rains tomorrow or doesn't rain tomorrow. I think that's part of the reason why it's not a really interesting topic. It's just something that everybody can relate to and everyone... Not if you're exper- in Chicago and it's 60 degrees and you're in Las I'm, Vegas. Yeah, but I'm talking, about, I'm talking about being in the elevator, you know? It's like something that we all, at a very like base level, have in common. Whereas like if you bring up your Biden, versus, Biden versus Trump thing... Some people are going to be like super annoyed by that or some people are going to find it funny and some people are going to reply <laughs> and some people are going to be like, okay, this person is annoying and weird. Watch out, neighbors. If I see you in the elevator of this building, <laughs> Biden or Trump <laughs> is the question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I challenge you to ask one person this week in the elevator without saying anything else. <laughs> I dare you. I'm dare accepted. Okay, cool. Tune in next week to find to out, how, find that out went. how it went. <laughs> Most, you mean, might get us evicted. <laughs> how? 
Uh, on what grounds exactly? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Good question. Harassment, generally. But <laughs> I have to go out first to be able to ask that question. That's you went out yesterday. Challenge. Yeah, once. Once. Once every two weeks. Yeah. I need to go out. I need to go out and film. I need to make a vlog. The strip is open now. So you no, missed out. <laughs> you missed out. You missed out on the opportunity to go take photos of the strip with nobody on it's it. It's not. I have something in mind that I want to go film, and I might go film it. When today? Maybe today or tomorrow. Okay. Tell the listeners of the podcast so we can give them something special. Tell them what? No, they can just tune in. Why are they here then? <laughs> this is supposed to be behind the scenes. Okay. Better than the vlog. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to go film something at the location where I've never filmed a poker vlog before. That's very helpful. More details. Is that it? Is that all that's the, all we're getting? The the Death Star of the uh, Las Vegas properties. What does Death Star mean? It's like, you know, the Darth Vader's like, you know. I never watched that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> like Voldemort's home base. Kind of a thing. What are you Harry talking? Potter? I'd never watch Harry Potter either. Sweet Jesus. You never read the books? No. Sheldon Adelson, heard of him? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I want to go film some things over there. The property that shall not be named. Exactly. I'm sorry. God. I didn't know. We don't go to the Venetian, in case you're wondering, in case we need to make that explicit. Yes, I think it'd be funny to go film something over there. <laughs> okay. Inside? How are we going to get inside? No, not inside. Oh, okay. Outside. Okay. Anyway, that's all I got. You might go film some things. Mm -hmm. Do you have any feelings about reopen America, reopen the world? <laughs> I mean, everybody's talking or thinking about it anyway. Yes, they are. But apparently, I... apparently they're driving in parades about it too. <laughs> there was a parade that drove by our building today. Pretty long one, too. Just a parade of cars with uh, American flags and don't tread on me flags and a pickup truck with uh, guys in the back of it with guns. Apparently, that's a thing that has to do with coronavirus. I'm not sure how, but What yeah. was the other thing? There was one thing that people were going to shoot, remember? There was a time when there was like this inanimate object that people took guns to. What? Oh, the tornadoes, wasn't it? The tornadoes in Florida or something like that? People... No, Donald Trump wanted to drop an atomic bomb inside the uh, hurricane. So why? <laughs> why could the coronavirus withstand a bullet, Andrew Nimi? Huh? You yeah, tell me. Fair question. Right. No one's tried that. Exactly. Yes, maybe Donald should ponder that at the next news conference. <laughs> okay. What are my thoughts on opening mm. versus not? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess like it's inevitable, right? That you are going to have to open things up again and slowly, hopefully, hopefully slowly. What do you make of keeping it very Las Vegas specific? I mean, people will want to get out. Not mm -hmm. everybody's as happy as being me. as ho being it, home as I am. As us. Yeah. So there are rumors in Las Vegas that they're going to be plastic partitions. That's right. At the gaming tables. That's right. What are your thoughts on these silicone? So imagine the sort of glass plastic thing at a bank teller window. Mm -hmm. Used to be, right? Yeah, this one probably not bulletproof, but yes. And so they're going to create partitions. So each seat at a table would have, you know, a partition shielding the dealer and shielding the yeah, I don't know if customer that's... beside you. 
it's unclear whether that's actually going to be put into practice because there's been like some uh, like regulations or ideas or, or what have you um, for limiting the number of players at each table. So, uh, for example, I think the craps table, they said it will be limited to six players around any one craps table. What is the this unlimited number at the moment? What is the number? Yeah, I don't know. They'd probably cram like double that in there, something like that. But uh, extend that sort of limitation policy into the poker room. And I believe the poker table limitation on number of people is four. So four players to a poker game. You're going to crush. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of games running if that's the if that's the limitation. Well, you like to play shorthanded, don't you? I like shorthanded. A lot of people... A lot of people, you said, don't like shorthanded. A lot of people don't. The, the big majority of people don't like shorthanded. So you think people just won't play poker because it's shorthanded versus learning how to play poker shorthanded? You know, it's like... Is there a shorthand it's poker probably education? A little, it's probably a little bit of a cop-out to say it's just going to be uh, wait and see and watch what happens. But there's going to be a big element of that. But uh, yeah, I don't think the games are going to be uh, flourishing. That'll be my prediction once these uh, poker rooms open back up. I'm actually like pretty surprised that... Uh, there hasn't been any uh, mention of opening the poker rooms later on during this reopening process compared to the rest of the casino floor. Just because it's such a social game, like we've mentioned, sharing chips and cards and passing them back and forth. So so there's been no mention of the poker games? There's been no mention of opening the poker room at a later date compared to the rest of the casino floor. Oh, so everything assumed is just going to open at the same time and only have four people per poker table. That's right. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I've always thought it was a little bit kind of crammed. Yeah. Nine people around that tiny, tiny table. That's right. Maybe this will uh, encourage poker tables to just be built bigger, generally. Give us more space, more elbow room at the poker table. Mm. That'd be nice. Yeah, space but I mean, out. we know that poker rooms don't really make a lot of money for the property. So, you know, how are they going to give you more room because most poker rooms yeah. take up a f- only a small fraction could of be, a casino property. Could be a pipe dream. So do you think poker is just going to die? No, I think it'll come back slowly. I just think slowly will be the key word. I don't think when a casino opens that there will be games galore, you know. But it's it's interesting because like apparently uh, MGM said that the uh, two properties to open up first would be New York, New York and Bellagio. So Bellagio to... Yeah, compete with like the higher end properties and to bring in their higher end customers, you know, VIPs who spend the most in the casino. Mm. And New York, New York, don't remember why, but I think it's just generally more manageable if they can just open up a section of the hotel rather than all of it. Do you think this is a good decision? If you were the CEO, president of MGM, which property would you open up first? From a personal preference point of view... I would probably open the Aria. Agree. Seems most modern and sharp and... But there's no fountain. That's true. I wonder, like, from a optics point of view, they would need to get those fountains back up and running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense, I guess. You know, they, they must have access to the books and, and be able to, to realize and to read which casinos, which casino property is most profitable and generates the most cash flow. So maybe the Bellagio Casino just generates most amount of dollars you know isn't it bigger too Bellagio seems like it probably would be aria yeah probably larger mm-hmm. more rooms so if people are going to come to vegas and they're going to you know at least have a property that has more bids 
Yeah. And which which is the second property? Because I would not open New York, New York. <laughs> I think it'd be okay if New York, New York stayed closed. Yeah. What about Excalibur? Maybe. Mm, I'd take the Exe, as I like to call it. No, I just made that up right now. <laughs> I just came up with that right now. Excalibur is MGM too. Oh yeah. Okay, so maybe you would open New York, New York over Excalibur. Maybe MGM Grand, because I mean that's that's got to be the biggest, right? But they just—it's probably more like mid-market. Yeah. Do you know what the rooms go for at New York, New York, or did pre-lockdown shutdown? Uh, I believe they're somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy-nine dollars a night plus two hundred dollars resort fee. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Plus, um, plus parking. Oh yeah, plus parking. But uh, apparently, like, the uh, T-Mobile stadium seems like that's not going to be in operation, um, at least, like, as far as letting crowds in. 15,000 people coming in there or whatever, what have you, seems out of the question this year. So, tell me, do you get a refund for the Vegas Golden Knights tickets that you purchased? Yeah, seems probable, because they'll probably have the games without without fans. So, you get your money back, hopefully. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just... Tack it on to the end of the contract. Yeah. You know? Like your mortgage? Get, yeah. <laughs> you get an extension of your membership for season tickets instead of giving the money back. But there's only a limited number of games. And you would be getting certain games with your No, I'm saying tickets. for like the next season. I guess. Potentially. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Nobody. Mm. New world. Yep. Anyway, let's talk about your poker playing. Let's talk about my poker playing? Yeah. What about it? What do you want to know? Tell us how your week on Poker Bros was. Was it this week or last week that you officially crossed the threshold into the green on Poker Bros? I don't remember. If it was this week, it was like early this week, but it yeah. could have been last week. But anyway, yeah, I was struggling. The struggle was real. The Poker Bros struggle. The adjustment into online poker for this live poker pro was not a smooth one. No. Why do you think that is? Several reasons. I mean, I was mostly playing on the app. So you can, I was playing on this, you know, this Poker Bros app, you know, when you're playing on your phone, it's just like, you know, you can just lay on the couch mm-hmm. and just, you know, be super casual with it. And like in between hands, you know, just like flip to Instagram or Twitter or whatever and flip back because, it you know, it alerts you when you're, when it's your turn and stuff like that. So I think I just wasn't like really dialed in enough. And I don't think I was treating it as seriously as I could have. Other things, just uh, generally not adjusting well to the player pool. You know, probably playing too many hands and not really like thinking through spots and just, yeah, just generally not taking it as seriously as I could have. But since moving over to uh, the desktop and, you know, downloading an emulator, which allows you to recreate the the app on the computer, doing better in that environment. So it's allowed me to take it a little bit more seriously and focus and uh, had some adjustments. My buddy Benton Blakeman pointed me in the right direction with some tips on, you know, adjusting to the player pool and also just like narrowing the game selection down a lot because I was playing like five card and six card pot limit Omaha. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing in those games. Not that, <laughs> not too sure anybody really does, but hard to really, uh, you know, dig your heels in when it's, you're just kind of splashing around and trying to figure things out on the go. Yeah. So you took, you're taking it a little bit more seriously now. Sitting at a desk. Like Sitting a, at a desk. Like a, a working person. Yeah. I think our desk chairs kind of suck, to be honest, though. Buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping you from buying a new one. Yeah. You know, never. Nobody's ever stopped you. Have they? No. no. Yeah. So, thank you. Hope you can find yourself a nice new desk chair mm-hmm. that you'll find a 
a lot more comfortable. Send in your suggestions, people. I noticed that you... Well, I noticed in myself, actually, over the past couple of weeks, you playing online poker, and you always have this very, like, RBF when you play poker, or, like, after you play poker. And for those of you who don't know, what RBF is, is resting bitch face. It's like this uh, pissed off looking face. (laughs) Whether I'm winning or losing? Yeah. I I didn't understand. I was like, why is he so upset? What is there to be upset about? Like, life is great. Sunshine, very limited. What is the word? Like, obligations to be out in the world Uh and go places and see. But I didn't understand why you... No Rona. Yeah, healthy. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why you always look so pissed off. Turns out I'm just, what, focused? I mean, I guess that's your focus face, <laughs> which I don't get to see very often because I don't see you when you work, right? Like, well, I don't know if I look that way when I'm working, in, when I'm playing the, live poker. Is I, it just online that gives you the RBF? Well, I mean, you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're playing four tables at once. For, <laughs> I've been playing, again, you know, like. i've been playing some pot lemon omaha even though i said i was trying to narrow the game selection down but yeah we play the plo just the four card variety though but four tables of that that's 16 cards you got to uh analyze and then five community cards on each table that's a lot of cards baby (laughs) can see why your face might look that way yeah but i also realize that whenever i see you after a, a session of work it's always the next morning or you've had time to decompress on your drive home mm-hmm. from the casino or whatever the case is. So I'm not used to seeing this this face. Sure. It's just like, what is the matter with you? And you'd be like, I'm fine. And I was like, really? You don't look fine. <laughs> well, I do think that's another part of the uh, online poker adjustment coming from the live poker background is that... Quick to tilt. Very. Yeah. Everything is happening at... Uh, like we talked about this, everything is happening at a much faster pace. Mm-hmm. And so all of your uh, emotions and senses are heightened. And so like, I think being irritable, if you haven't spent a lot of time working on that and like in that environment, I think when you're, when you're coming into it, like kind of fresh, I think you're uh, at risk of coming across as like irritable and and being irritable. Yeah, because, but you were saying, you know, so I'd ask you, are you okay? Are you... You claim to be happy, but you are not acting or looking like a happy person. Yes, I'm fine. I'm very happy. I want to do this more. I was like, I'm so confused. I'm on the grind, baby. Come on. (laughs) Your man is out there getting after it. Yes, I'm fine. Leave me alone. I'm grinding. No, but I didn't ask you while you were working. It was usually afterwards Mm -hmm. because you'd still be wearing this face. Yeah, because I hadn't come down yet. (laughs) From the PLO. But that's the thing too. There's nowhere to to go, right? Because mm-hmm. usually you sometimes you would go and record your hands. Mm-hmm. So that's time to decompress. Or so sure. you would drive to whatever, to atomic liquor, have a cocktail, mm. drive home. Mm-hmm. So I never saw this I have an idea. Even if you did have yeah, <laughs> what is your idea? You should set up the kitchen counter as like atomic liquors <laughs> and serve me a drink. As if I'm just getting off a session so I can come down. You can judge me if you want. It's fine. (laughs) And then, yeah. You can do that yourself too. And so that when you finish working, you can pretend, just walk out the office and 
take the long route. So just walk to the door and back and then pretend that... Uh, There's no long routes in this apartment. That you, you know, you're like decompressing. Yeah. I think booze helps for sure. I don't think booze helps very many things. I'm sure there's things that would help more, but I think I think it helps taking the edge off. There's I think this, that's a boss, but... There's this uh, thing in tournament poker, tournament players. They call the last level of the night before bagging up. Mm. That's the beer level. The regular tournament players, they always have... A, they order a beer during the last level. Really? So, yeah. So, what? So that you're not so stressed out? Yeah, you about, take all like, that with you. Oh, so you're not taking the all the tournament stress of the day home with you so you can... I guess. I don't know. They might just be just order, wanna, an excuse to order a beer. Boost. But yeah, but I, it it's, makes sense to me, I think. How do you... Now that we know that you have... Do I have RBF when I'm at my desk? I wouldn't say so, but you do... Have a concentration s- base? Swear at the computer and stuff sometimes. Okay. That's... <laughs> normal sure under these circumstances <laughs> well i don't think it has anything to do with these circumstances <laughs> but we can pretend mean? we can pretend it does i haven't been staring at my computer for a long time yeah, now, it's thank probably you. been a week anyway <laughs> um do you think this is an accurate assessment or no sure about like the way i look about what was happening but i don't understand why you couldn't articulate that to me i had to figure this out by myself that that I look this way because I'm like locked in. No, like. Or like because yeah, my sense, sense, senses are heightened and stuff. I mean, you should be able to say what's happening, right? Well, I didn't really think about it until you said so. That uh, I have all this time to decompress, you know, in between the Bellagio poker room and here at home. That's what I'm saying. Because you could have just, you can just say, like I say to you, you know, I just need a minute or I'll go and meditate or work out and then i'm back i guess it's an adjustment for you yeah for sure not working at home all the time but yeah you have to have these like compartments of places where you can you know unload your stuff Mm -hmm. let it go for the day like mental compartments or like things i should do even physically i think it helps like you say the doing what is it the beer level yeah that's but it's more mental than it is the actual beer I don't know. I think it's the beer. Helps me when I have a drink after playing a session. What does it help you do? Just like chill out and get out of that uh, thinking about hands and the number, which was like the plus minus at the end of the session and and whatever. Whatever happened to... Exercise? No, you used to watch poker. So I used to, when I first started trading, I used to watch comedy after work so Mm. that i could just not think about all the numbers and stuff like that i would watch like a short trevor noah clip on youtube or something like that yeah i think i don't think it matters i think i think the problem i don't know if it's a problem but like the situation here is that as soon as i am logged off me and you were like right here you know we're like face to face me for this no i'm blaming the (laughs) environment (laughs) so like you know we're like immediately interacting so I could say like, okay, well, just like, don't talk to me for a second. I'm going to go watch uh, yeah. high stakes poker or something, you know, like, or whatever, like right. Comedy Central. But uh, I don't know. I guess I just feel weird saying like, don't talk to me, you know. But it's it's not weird. I think it's good for the the relationship because I was just, I couldn't understand what the issue was, like why you were so 
irritable with nothing. It's online poker. I mean, this is like irritability central. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're not getting tilted playing online poker, you're doing something wrong. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, at least we resolved the. Good. Now we know. Now I know. But that's a flaw on my part too. I think it's better because it. I haven't let your grumpiness affect my mood, which three years ago, I absolutely would have, mm-hmm. right? But it still took up space in my brain going like, what is your problem? This house is a happy house. What is your problem? Which is, you know, it's not my responsibility to manage your internal life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a lesson for me in saying, okay, well, yes, he's irritated. And I don't know why. Because before I would want to feel bad so that we both feel bad together and we can create like this bad feeling camaraderie or something. Sounds miserable, but yeah. You know, and but now I don't have the need to do that. Like I will continue because I think I was like doing dance classes that week. Mm-hmm. Where you, I think it was this. I didn't think it was this part this week. I think it was the week before. Okay. I can't remember, but I was just doing dance classes and, you know, staying pretty jovial. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have trouble with that? I don't think you do. With what? With taking on my emotions. I don't know if it like, it probably doesn't like affect work that I do or anything like that. But if you're having like a really rough go, then I will. Yeah, I'll get sad about it. Do you want to fix it so that you don't have to feel sad or do you, or you know what I mean? Like what? what... No, I want to fix it for you. Why? That, but that's what I'm saying. Like usually the motivation to want to fix our partner's problem is so that we don't feel bad, right? Because when you feel bad, then I feel bad. And then I want to feel, I don't want to feel it bad anymore. So I feel that if I fix this, then everybody won't feel bad in the situation. Seems kind of selfish. We are very selfish. <laughs> it's human nature. Okay. But that's why I'm asking you. Do you want to fix it for me or do you really want to fix it for you so that you don't feel bad anymore? No, because I think I'm generally like not a bad feeling person. So I'll be fine. You know, I just, I want you to be happy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's true. We don't. What? Uh, you think I'm more selfish than I'm leading on? No, we're all selfish. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So you think I'm more selfish? You you want me to admit my selfishness? You want me to you want me to say, <laughs> get your shit together so that you're not bringing me down? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking a question. No, like yeah. I feel like I'm gonna be fine. Like I'll I'll figure my stuff out. So with your RBF, <laughs> <laughs> taking your resting bitch face along. Yeah. Oh, with out, you out into the streets. <laughs> Okay, uh, what else do you want to talk about, Nimi? Because that's all I had Nothing. for Tell's podcast. Nothing. So there was an article that I read about love and quarantine. Well, you find that. I can tell the people that they were building. I listened to the MGM conference call, mm. investor report thing. And uh, they said that they were building a big fan experience for the Raiders games. They're building this area behind Mandalay Bay and Luxor mm-hmm. for people to like basically tailgate. Or hang out in before the Raiders games and then walk across the bridge, across the freeway to the stadium. So they're going to build a parking lot, a tailgating parking lot. Tailgating is my word. They, their word is fan experience, you know, so. It's a tailgating. Something like that. But, Which uh, they are going to sell $15 drinks. I'm sure, mm. obviously. Uh, but that's all shelved now. 
because they can't have just people congregate. They can't be building things where people are going to be con- congregating. Mm. So would have been interesting to see. So maybe would next year. Would you have gone? Yeah, probably. Go check it out. It took us two years to go to a Vegas Golden Knights game. Mm. Or maybe. No, I went the first year. I went to the last game the first year. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll go in five years. At this rate. What are we talking about? Love and quarantine. Title says, surprising people in relationships are signing up for dating apps during coronavirus isolation. Okay. So they're saying that if you and I weren't quarantined together, there would be a 42% chance that one of us would download a dating app. Okay. Why do you think that is? Because people are bored and horny. So what do you think an online dating app is going to do for you? Do you think we would have made it during quarantine if we were not together? If we weren't like, together? Like yeah. if we were just dating? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably. Why not? I say 25%. Damn. Why? Because you're terrible at talking on the phone. Uh, yeah, but I think my Zoom game is okay. But we didn't have Zoom back then. Yeah. We didn't even have FaceTime back then. That's how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. We must have. Like the first iPhone that you have, my iPhone 4 did not have FaceTime. That's right. Came later. Yeah. Man, we're old as hell. <laughs> uh, and I think that's probably the problem, that people can't communicate, you know, like they don't feel the connection without looking into somebody's eyes and sure. touching and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well, my text game was on point, so there's that. Uh, phone calls. I mean, I guess if we're like both on lockdown, I might up my phone game a little bit. I mean, it's taken. How long have you been on the road for months? Two years? Three years? Two years. Know, two years, I think. Yeah. I think it took a good 18 months for your <laughs> telephone game to be on the up and up. No? Uh huh. Probably. So, I mean, people don't have that time during quarantine. Don't have what time? To be waiting for you to oh, get to your. Oh, to get my shit together? Mm hmm. To get your. your your game up. Where were you going to go? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, where was I going to go? Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it would have worked, but I think yes. I think it's fate that we're here together. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the same person who said they don't believe in fate. <laughs> yeah, but I think we would have worked out just fine. I think uh, I, I think I would have been happy to talk to you. But you were saying that like people have been uh, getting in touch with like their exes and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I don't find that like too surprising, really. But 37%. I mean, this is a very small sample. It's 1,000 people, yeah. so it's not massive. But 37% in a relationship but not quarantining together have reached out to an ex. Sure. Why? Because these are very trying times. And the interacting with other people that might distract you from an ex or thoughts about an ex is, you know, not as easy. It's not as easy to be in that situation what about the desire for comfort you know yeah, i think people I mean. want the comfort of the known mm-hmm. even if it wasn't really that good because if you're not together it can't have been that good i suppose so but i think it's just like interaction on an intimate level and it's hard to get that from somebody new in these trying times interaction on a what level on an intimate level like it's hard mm-hmm. to develop intimacy with somebody on this in this situation i think so you're not going to, you wouldn't date somebody who's incarcerated? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, probably not. <laughs> it's 
depends what they did, I guess. What would they do? <laughs> to develop intimacy. I who'd mean, they, who'd they kill? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't wait for me would if you? you got if you were incarcerated. Yeah. Live your life. No, but that's the thing. There's already the intimacy developed, so it's different from. Remember that show that we used to watch that I making of a murderer. Making of a murderer. Mm-hmm. Steve, he got a girlfriend while mm-hmm. he was in prison. So how did they build intimacy? Because there's nobody that lives in their town. <laughs> nobody that lives in their town. <laughs> yeah, they live in a very small town. Okay, so what you're saying is that you don't think it's possible. Or it's too much effort. I think it's very it's it's very easy to message an ex, and because you know them, they know you. You've shared intimate times before, and you can express yourself to them. Whereas it's hard to get to that point with somebody new in these times when it's like very limited as to what you guys can do together. You know, because I don't know, maybe some people are still getting together. There's got to be like people that are still like uh, connecting on apps and then like breaking the social distancing thing like they're getting together right but some people are not doing that they're obeying that and so like some percentage are going to want still want that intimacy and it's hard to develop that with like somebody new in these in this kind of a situation i think that's or you think it's easy to develop that in this kind of i think it would be easier because you can like talk about the weather you like have (laughs) you have things that are like on a base level No, I think it would be easier because it's already, like, the shell's already been cracked open. Nobody's putting on, like, what are you putting on? What are, what front are you putting on? Sure. You know what I mean? There's nothing, what are you going to hide? Yeah, like, you, I'm not you, making any money. Right, you can't be some big shot. You can't, like, floss your watch or your BMW. Well, I bet, like, a lot of those people uh, don't know what to do. Without being able to floss. <laughs> yeah. And be, like, this grand being Mm -hmm. so then you just revert back to the person who already knows you yeah because like you're trying to floss trying to like big up yourself when it's just not going to work at this moment Mm. people are going to be like okay you're lame Hmm. interesting Hmm. yeah because i think it would be much easier because everybody's feeling so raw already Mm -hmm. so it would be a lot easier to form a bond maybe Rather than before when everybody's life is supposedly great mm-hmm. on Instagram. We should get somebody on here that's trying to date. Trying to. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah. Hit us up. Send us uh, your feedback. If you're if you're trying to uh, throw some game out there in these times, let us know how it's going. Yeah. I would like to know. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious now. We should pay people for sending in feedback. It's the only way at this point. <laughs> What's your price, Andrew? What is your price? For sending in feedback? Mm-hmm. Or for asking me to pay a for question. It? Yeah, what what price are you willing to pay somebody to write in and send, and give us a question? $10? You're always so low. <laughs> $20? Okay, you heard it here first. $20 to send us a real... Yeah. How are we going to vet that? Nobody knows. But question on love... Or poker. $25 if we actually read it. If $25 if we read it on the air. $50 if we actually read it. $0 if we don't. Well, okay. Make it good. People are just going to make up stuff. That's what I'm afraid of. So We have to put our, our bullshit goggles on <laughs> and inspect these letters that come rolling in. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought that was save me interesting. Would you go back to an ex since we're on this topic? Would like go back or message like for fun? What? 
Okay, what fun is it? What do you mean? We just said, because it's a level of intimacy and you're trying to like connect with someone. Okay, so would you <laughs> would you message an ex during this time of uh, stay-at-home orders? Uh, I could see myself like maybe reaching out to more people in general if I was single and I was like more lonely. Hmm. You know, I could just see myself like generally trying to connect with more people. And I'm sure there would be an ex or two in the mix. Throwing them out there, yeah, an X or two, yeah, <laughs> in that in that deck of people cards. And you're like, please X, please write back to me. I don't care if any of these other people. Oh, they would, they would write back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's it. Enough, enough for one week. I cannot. This has been the podcast from the closet. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Write to us, hello at tellspodcast.com. Yeah. Hope you're well. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying healthy. And yeah, we love to have you here with us mm. in the closet. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. That's right. That's right. Right. Bye. Bye.